Hello and welcome to the Counterpress Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey, and with me tonight all the way from the Philippines once again is Josh Cacho. Josh, how you doing, man? I mean, eh? Right? We're kind of in this weird, <laughs> this weird, it's like, I'm, I think, I was going to mention this to you before we started, that if, if we had gotten this result, say, two months ago, against a St. Louis and or like a, a month ago even right during if we say we're going to tie St. Louis and we're going to tie Philadelphia in between some wins I'm probably not mad about it right obviously they put themselves into a little bit of a weird predicament in in the grand scheme of things as it pertains to you know trying to finish in first and to qualify for Champions League automatically that type of thing but you know I'm not I think when you kind of take a step back, I guess they've they've made their decisions as to what to prioritize for the time being, and we kind of have to live with it, right? And, you know, like the game in itself is kind of weird because, like I said, if you were to go back and rewatch like just the highlight package, you know, it's a weird game when the highlights are just yellow cards, you know, like Aaron Long <laughs> taking out um, Carranza in the beginning, and yeah. you know, people just that like that's about all that got featured as in addition to the 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 goal that called that got called back. But it was relatively lackluster on all sides, including the point of Philadelphia. I think I, I do think from a tactical perspective, if you're if you're turning the low and you're just trying to muck it up and make it ugly and then catch a goal on the road, the tactic was right. Right, the play in a three-five-two, where you kind of have their put their against their their four-four-two diamond, where they kind of paint. We need to keep their fullbacks from getting forward. They they did a good job of 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 doing that, right? And LAFC for the last two games have been very good defensively. Um, but yeah, like I said, it also from on the other side of the ball, right? It wasn't anything that you really wanted to watch, right? I think the quote from your from your text during the game was like, "I I can't watch this." This is a nightmare, something along that line. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, the Philly game, so we should, real quick, a quick editorial note. We weren't able to, to record after the St. Louis match. Um, still trying to figure out the, the two schedules between Arizona and the Philippines to bring you the counterpress. Uh, but um, the Philly game specifically was really hard to watch. And I think you are right. I think it was LAFC going into the match saying we have Campeones Cup the following week. So let's make sure that we don't run anybody into the ground. Also, we know the weather's going to be bad. Let's go out there and something that will just get the job done, right? Maybe steal a goal. Um, but I think they were perfectly happy getting a, a scoreless draw here. I do the three five two is an interesting one. We've talked about this before on the show, but the way that a that a three five two specifically matches up with a with a four four two diamond uh, in the front is is basically man for man, right? You have uh, you have center backs and. Uh, you you basically go three on three with their front three and your three center backs, right? You have your your wing backs to occupy their shuttlers. Um, you have a double pivot to help in the midfield too. So it's um, and then like you said, you can you can pin back their their full backs, which is what the weakness of the four four two is. The four four two diamond is right where there's just no width um, at the front of the formation. 
Um, so you can either pin them back with your with your two midfielders or with your wing backs. Yeah. Um, and they did a good job. They they managed it pretty well. I thought the defending was really sloppy on that goal that got called back. It's called back, so whatever. But um those three those three center backs are like uh I don't know. It's an interesting mix of of personnel back there with but, Mario, I mean, given, Maldonado, given and, and the Long. given the results that we've typically seen when LAFC have tried to play um, a three at the back or some other kind of, or generally just three at the back, right? Whether it's three four three, three five two, um, whatever it may be, has never has never looked good, right? This is probably the most organized and competent they've looked defensively, even even for that that moment in which you give up that you know, that non-goal. Yeah. I mean, they, I, I think that, I mean, they played, uh, you know, a three, five, two ish, three, four, one, two ish under Bob quite a bit in that season that we don't like to talk about anymore. Right. With, with when yeah, Bob had his love affair with Raheem here. Edwards. Yeah. Um, and it, it was, it was, it was never very good. I think they probably won a handful of games. And so, I mean, it is, it's fair to say that, they got a decent result, right? They kept Philly off the score sheet. Uh, they are uh, a, an okay attacking team. I think the frustration for me here comes with, and this is a this is obviously a, and admittedly a a bigger picture thing is LAFC has more talent than Philly, right? So, um. It is tough to see them trot out a lineup like this that's still more talented than Phillies and just grind one out and just go home nil-nil, especially after you just had a scoreless draw earlier in the week. So is the result positive? Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's not disappointing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I think that was, you know, like one of the things that we were happy about as it pertained to Trundle when he first started up right last season was the pragmatism right but this is now when that pragmatism becomes a lot more in your face right I think we've gotten used to a pragmatism that still looked like LAFC of old that still was attacking that still pushed numbers forward this is now the flip side of it where the pragmatism looks closer to like a a Mourinho parked the bus right and so yeah yeah you know, so in that case, right, it's like, obviously, it's just, I, th- I feel like there's definitely, you know, again, I think you and I, as it, as it pertains to what we were hoping for in possession football, we've, we, we had all, we had all but given up that hope, right, in terms of what, what that would look like playing with the ball, da, 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 right, it, it's, it was always going to be a, a different version of that, and their emphasis was always going to be a lot different, right, the emphasis has just been counterattacking rather than, yeah any sort of possession, but I think in, in this sense, right, we see the, the, the extreme of it where again, where it's, 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 it's meant to be intentionally slow and slogging and those types of things. And obviously as a football fan, it's hard to watch, Yeah, but you excuse it if you pick up a dub, right? You know, wh- whoever, yeah, whatever yeah. you know, teams you're watching, you're always okay with it. If you, if you won Champions League, if you won a game, but when you, you know, when he got to some of his other stops that didn't go so well, right. It always turned sour at a certain point, because again, it, it's like one of those things where people were willing to put up with a clop in his early days, because at least it was exciting to watch. 
right? It's like you're attacking mm-hmm. football, you're doing these different things. Right? So even though you're, you know, a mid-table team at best, at least it's an exciting mid-table team um, versus being a mid-table team that's boring to watch, right? It's like, what am I paying? Yeah. What am I sitting here for? I think I think that's the big point here is that they're not enjoyable to watch, Josh. They're enjoyable to watch every three to four games where they really can dismantle a team. They score, you know, two or three goals in 25 minutes and they're incredibly fun for those 25 minutes. <laughs> and then, you know, you have to wait two or three games to see that output again. Um, and what I will say is it's okay to not be fun to watch as long as you win. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, if you're, if you start, if you're winning, that's fun. That's where the fun can come through. Um, but it, you're kind of playing with fire a little bit uh, when you when you when you choose to play this way. So yeah, it'll get I mean, the job done, think, sure. But anyway, right? But that's that's the case with all. Where, like I said, unless you're Simeone, right, and you have and and the excitement is not the football or i mean i guess this year is a little bit is probably not the year to try and use that as an example because he's he's the uh, madrid looks atletico madrid looks a little bit more attacking yeah. but in we all know what years, you're saying right, though yeah right the the what makes what made madrid exciting was not necessarily the football right it was him him he himself yeah. the problem yeah. with El, and even with Mourinho, right Mourinho <laughs> is a character but you know when you have coffee shop steve on the sideline Along with a really pragmatic style of football, then it, then again, it's not always enjoyable, especially if you're not if you're not constantly collecting th- you know three points, and yeah. on every match, right? So, you know, again, it's it's one of these things where if it had been, you know, like a draw, a draw is the same at zero zero as well as as if it would have been five five, right? But what, a five five draw is just a lot more exciting to watch. So I think yeah. that's probably where some of the like not almost ill vibes, but you're definitely not happy to to you know again, it's just not enjoyable, like you're saying. Yeah. I, I will say one one more thing about like this strategy specifically in MLS. Um we've talked about it before, this idea that all the money spent on forwards. So you want to get your forwards in a numerical advantage against their disorganized back line in transition, right? Transition is huge everywhere in football right now, but um, it is the only thing LAFC is interested in, right? Defend, give everybody the ball, attack in transition. Um, And what they've done in the past week is said, St. Louis, you've been really good. Here's the ball. See what you can do with it against us. And it was absolutely nothing. And then Philly, they said the same thing. Hey, you guys are really good. Take the ball and see what you can do against us. And there was nothing. So the positive, like you said earlier, is they are really difficult to score against, um, which is like step number one, right? And being able to attack and transition uh, is winning the ball and not allowing the other team to score and actually getting into that transition moment. And what we've seen is a streaky ability to actually finish goals off in transition. The only new tactic that I want to talk about tonight <laughs> or that I have to talk about tonight from that match uh, was essentially 
let's dump it to Kike in the, in the channel and see what happens. Right. Um, again, I, I don't think they were all that interested in doing anything free flowing or anything all that methodical. Uh, it was get the ball to Mario and Mario is going to play a long ball into the channel for Kike to run onto. Not the worst idea because he's really fast and really good. But when your strike partner is Steve Buke, I, I, <laughs> I don't know what, what you're really supposed to do there. Um, so maybe with Boanga, they can, they can get this going, you know, I don't know, but um, strategically looking at other teams in the league, this idea of try and score against us. I mean, who really scares you, Josh, Cincinnati, Columbus, right? Those are the Miami. Those are the ones that are good with the ball. And Miami's only that, good right? if they have Busquets and Messi, right? Yeah. Like so. Columbus, Columbus isn't going to isn't going to pull you apart in the same way, right? They haven't quite been. I don't know if they've been the same since. Um, what's his name left? Zellerian. Zellerian. Yeah. yeah. Again, it, it's not like they're going. They're a good team, right? I think Wilfred Wilfred Nancy has has his style is is like if you want to talk about a style that's fun to watch, he's that's probably the one, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. So, but again, you're not really that, you're not worried about it, if you will, right? Cincinnati, Patton, it's basically like playing Philadelphia part two, right? Yeah. Like, they'll, they'll, they're they're a good team, but I, don't, I also don't think they have the depth to really push it. And so part of me thinks, right, again, is this, is this a preparation for playoff, for playoff football, right? Like, right, what's the, what's the age old saying, right? Offense can win games, but defense wins championships. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if that's if 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 that's we're going to allow Tronlo to hang his hat on something, I guess that that would be it at this point, right? He can say, okay, like he's I mean, he's a defender, like through and through, and he played for those U.S. national teams under you know through the time where like that's all the U.S. was known for was just being really difficult to play through, right? There yeah. wasn't there wasn't an organization, there wasn't much. It was just be really difficult to approach now do that with, with, with the type of offensive talent we have front. Okay. Right now we may be talking. Um, and I think you do have someone in the midfield that can sew it together in a, in a bogus. So, you know, part of me also w- was happy to see Ilya get some break cause he did some rest because he, the guy looks gassed and has looked gassed for the last yeah. month or two. It, um, has, it has not been good, especially defensively. He's been caught many times not able to play like the passing lanes the same way that he does. Yeah. So if you can give him a spell of rest as you head into, as you head into the, you know, the thick of the season, then, you know, again, maybe this is the right play, but obviously we've, we've run into this trap of thinking that of agreeing with the, the plan and then ultimately being disappointed with the result, yeah. right? Whether it's Champions yeah. League, whether it's Campionas Cup, like the different thing, or not Campionas Cup, like I said, we still have an opportunity, but the League's Cup. League's Cup, um, yeah. The other you know, like you, you, you drop Open Cup for that opportunity, whatever it may be. Like, so, you know, obviously it, it's always a risk, right? Ultimately, only one team will win each of those trophies in any given year. But to come up empty-handed, given the squad that you have again, or that you could have had, you know, when we talk about still 
looking at the as Chicho as a potential huge misstep in in moving from last year to this year? I don't know, right? It it does leave. It, I think there's definitely some questions that need to be asked. Yeah. Um. I if you want to go back to the Chicho thing, right? You said that you're going to compete in things. CCL, the league, Open Cup, with all that entire first stretch of the season, and you crashed out of CCL looking very much like you needed uh, an upgrade at, at striker, right? You bring that in in the summer, and it's taking Mario Gonzalez a, a while to really fit in and heat up and be effective. Um, it's just one of those things. Uh, so and I think we've already talked about this on the show. We don't need to go through it too much, but the fact that he is in Salt Lake is uh, <laughs> like, he just came right back to the league, which is frustrating. Um, I guess <sighs> you mentioned, you mentioned like in hindsight and going back and agreeing with the logic of everything. And I think you can, I think you can talk yourself into how, you know, into agreeing and how they've approached this season and we're going to defend more and attack more in transition because we're in so many competitions and we play so many games. I think the happy foot, sad foot guys say, said like they played 40 games, I think last year, 41 maybe. And we just played like our 43rd. So like they went all the way through the playoffs, won the championship and we've already played more and we're not even, you know, it's just like four or five games to go before the playoffs themselves. Um, so, I mean, that's obviously a problem. Um, but uh, ultimately, when you look back, even though you, at the time you were able to talk yourself into their decisions that were being made, I think when you look back on the season, it's just so many missed opportunities for not only not only winning hardware, but putting LAFC on the map, right? In terms of we won, we won MLS Cup, we won the Supporter Shield, and then we went and got CCL or we went, we came back the next year and we got open cup or whatever it is that you, that you came back and won um, a lot of missed opportunities. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we're I mean, still talking had, about grand scheme things here, but yeah, I mean, I think like you're saying, you had an opportunity to cement your, your legacy, right. For this team in that moment. And unfortunately have fallen far short of what, of that opportunity. Right. Yeah. So, Obviously, like I said, it's, you know, like not, it, it doesn't always work out how you hope, right? But, you know, again, when it, it does feel though that there's, they were all, there were also missteps that were potentially avoidable if they had made yeah. different decisions, um, you know, at a different time. Yep. Um, so I, to speak specifically about this game, I mean, there's really not much to talk about, right? Uh, the one thing that I want to point out, um, aside from dump it for Kike, right, and see what happens, um, as opposed to play direct to Bawanga and see what happens, I am worried about Stipe Buke and Philip Krostev and their timing and their vision. Um, Buke, on multiple occasions last night, picked up the ball, had open runners where he could have played them the ball centrally or, or wherever and they were in acres of space like ready just to go to goal um 
and didn't see it, didn't play the ball, took a few extra touches, all that space evaporated. To me, that's that's a signal of somebody who, one, doesn't understand the position they're in and like the relationships that they're supposed to have with the other attackers around them. That's probably a factor of him playing as a second striker, right? Which is not a position that I don't think he's... I, I, I don't know if he's ever played that position before. Um, and I reject this idea that any attacking, any forward can play in any in any forward position, right? doesn't matter if it's a front three or front two or a single striker. Like that idea to me is, is patently false. Um, and Krostev, I think, has a similar problem. And it came, the, the most glaring example, and I think the, the most wasted opportunity of the night came uh, later in the game. Krostev, obviously, because Krostev was a late sub, but Krostev picks up a ball, and we're looking to go in transition. We're looking for Bowanga because now he's in. And it takes him so long to get the ball off his foot and played in behind for Bowanga that, one, Bowanga's offside, and two, he gives an extra two or three seconds for defenders to start to uh, adjust their angles and get back in time. So ultimately the goal that there is no goal, the ball doesn't end up in the back of the net and then Bowanga's whistled for offside. But I feel like with both those kids, there's a timing issue and and a vision issue that's going to have to be corrected in their game. Yeah. I mean, given, given the profile, right. uh, Crossev is, you know, supposedly a seven million dollar player, and that's what his, yeah. you know, yeah. what what the the what the potential is, and same thing with Buke, right? He's listed in the Golden Boy running and all these different things. I do wonder, right, if this is the factor of this is the reason why they're not already at a bigger club. Yeah, right. Is that you have to try and rectify some of these things and try and figure that out, and I think. Obviously, it's hard to be patient when you've just won an MLS Cup, you know, the season prior um, to be patient, mm-hmm. right? Because obviously we have expectations. Um, it's one thing if, you know, you send that guy, you send one of them to Colorado or to the Galaxy or some of that, right? And, you know, obviously, like, it's going to be a different set. Like, what what you're hoping for is going to be a lot different. Um, and especially... You know, but I think we've you get run yourself into that into that problem a lot of times, right? Is again, when you're you are bringing these younger guys, you you are bringing in an unfinished product, right? It, it's to be expected, right? And again, if they yeah. were, if they were the finished product, they wouldn't be in it. You know, again, the profile tells me they're not at LAFC, right? They're, you know, in you know playing for Brighton or one of these mid table, you know, maybe a mid table. Um, Premier League side or in, 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 you know, one of the other big five. Um, but yeah, so that's why at this point, it's like, I think that's why you have to have, if you build a team, you can't, that's why, like I said, the model in which they started out with in that 2020, 2021 season was so off, right? It's because you went way too heavy on the youth side of things. Whereas mm-hmm. again, if you sign a Bogush and he hits awesome, right? That's yeah that's you you've caught lightning in a bottle if you sign a a steepy abuke and it takes a lot longer to succeed well i still have buanga i still have you know i still have some of these other more polished veterans around that 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 you're not 
ultimately hurt by it, right? Like right, cross step right. coming to that game doesn't hurt you. Buke in that game technically doesn't hurt you. You know, he doesn't win you the game. It doesn't hurt you either, right? Like, you know. No, I think I think yeah, like both those players kneecap you a bit in your attack, right? But like mm-hmm. they're not out. They're not out there losing the game for you. They're not. They're not being Andre Orta, right? Is what we're saying. Yeah. Right? Say here. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I, there, there's still time. There's still time. But as I, the more that I watch those two specifically, and I think it just came, it was just so blat- like blatantly obvious because there were such huge opportunities missed by both of them. It's like, guys, you've got to see this. Um, so anyway, we'll see what time will tell. There's still plenty of time for them. Uh, yeah. Last thing I, I mean, want to get to. You know, go ahead. Have you ever, like, something like, one thing I just wanted to point out is like, you don't consider how long it takes for guys to develop at the highest level. Right, like you know, you look at a guy like Mo Salah, right, who at the, probably at the same age as those guys had bounced between. I think he had, you know, Chelsea dropped him and De Bruyne at one point, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. right? And so that's why it's like that's why it's like when when I put things in, start putting things in the context, you start to realize though sometimes it takes them getting to twenty four, twenty five, but this stupid U twenty three initiative doesn't allow me to wait that long. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, and I think um a lot of these guys that are coming in, like is Krostev ever going to go back and play for Real Madrid in Europe? No, he's not. That's not who he is. And just because he's a huge, you know, again like a 7 million dollar transfer or whatever it was, uh because we like we just never know this stuff. Uh just because they paid a lot of money to get him to come over here doesn't mean that he's going to turn into a huge like sell on later if if they pay seven million and this guy becomes i don't know like name name whatever mls middling dp level signing like player that's out there that's been in the league for a long time i don't know chris wandalowski right not a great player scored a ton of goals in mls right um if you get that, then it's worth every every penny of that seven million right or whatever roster designation you gave up to give him uh I don't think he's going to score 160 goals or whatever the heck Wondolowski did, but that's not really yeah. the point. I mean, the, the weird thing is just like, it, obviously, I think the expectation levels are different for a $7 million player, right? Yeah, a se- yeah. A $7 million player in, in a few of the leagues, right, is the end of your roster. Right, yep. Right, versus yeah. a $7 million a year player, right, is your best player. And if they don't perform hamstrings, hamstrings your your franchise for you know, years. It's yeah. It's, it's why MLS is hard to, is hard to root for sometimes. Right. Uh, certainly you, everybody knows that you and I will never root blatantly for the league. We will support LAFC and that's about it. Right. Uh, but it, it does, it does make it difficult especially when we talk about LAFCs in six or seven different competitions this year and they have all these games and uh, they're still held to the same roster standards as Colorado whose fans are striking because like they don't, it's clear that Crunky or whatever his name is, like doesn't care about the team. Like yeah, the joke is that he doesn't his, even know he owns them. He spent all his money on Declan Rice, right? Yeah. So <laughs> that's what happens. Uh, I think, I think it was, TSS that did a, a pretty good 
I think it was David Goss and, and, and Taylor on TSS that, that went into it about like he runs Colorado like a, like a straight up business where like he's not going to invest any money that he's not going to see back. Right. And this is the problem with so many MLS, especially 1.0 owners is that they're not in it for the game. They're in it because it's an investment vehicle. It's a real estate thing, right? Where the team itself can lose money, but because some keeps going up in value, which all the owners split ownership of, they're good. Like the, the, the numbers still make sense overall. Um, so there is no incentive because they're not going to get relegated. They're not going to get moved down there. The team is always going to be right where it is, no matter what happens on the field. And Greg, to be fair, this is not unique to major league soccer, right? This is all of American yeah. professional sports yeah. that, you know, works in the same manner. So suck for luck, right? Yeah. <laughs> Indianapolis like lost out intentionally to bring on Andrew <laughs> Luck. Right. And so, I mean, that's just kind of the way it is. Uh, speaking of congested schedules, Josh, LAFC has five games in the next 25 ish days. Um, so they play Tigres on Wednesday, uh, at home. Then they have RSL at home, Minnesota at home, and they finish on the road in Austin and on the road in Vancouver where they've never won. (laughs) So, uh, I, you know, Austin and, and Minnesota haven't been haven't been super strong down the stretch here. RSL is a good squad. Vancouver has been red hot lately, um, and like we said, we've never won away at Vancouver. Um, how are you feeling about the rest of the season here? What what are you what are you hoping to get out of this? So you say, I think if you, I think if you, four one and one would be ideal. Right, something around there. I mean, obviously, ideal is you win all five. Do you mean three, one, and one? There's yeah, three, one, and one. Um, right, obviously, ideal would be you win all five, right? But yeah. if you if you draw one and lose one, you know, because of whatever may happen, um, you're not mad about it. Obviously, I think your only goal at this point, as it pertains to the league, is finishing in the top, in the top half of the bracket, right? Like yeah. now, I mean, you're I assume, just, you're, I'm assuming that three, one and one gets you to 50 points, right? Because I'm, I I would assume that one of those wins that you're counting is the T grace game. Yeah. Yeah. Or are you saying punt that? No, because I don't think they will. I, again, I think this is, it's your, your opportunity to salvage something, right? Yep. You know, the one that they probably punt is Vancouver because you're playing on carpet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if they if they do that, if they win two league games, tie one, they'll end up on fifty points. Um, the only other team, Houston, could get there. They need seven out of their last four. Uh, Seattle could get there. They'd need the same. They were tied on points with them. Um, St. Louis is already at fifty three. So I mean, you're probably looking if you again win two. And, and draw one of those final four, then you're probably looking at a second place finish, maybe third. Um, so, yeah. And I think that puts you in prime position for at least the first couple rounds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I forget what, what's the new format. Is it home and home? I or don't best know. Best of three. I, 
So best of three, I think, is for the final. Maybe it's six and seven. I think eight and nine have a play-in, right? Is that it? Eight and nine have a play-in. And then six okay, and seven, I think, here. have a best of three series. So it is going to be... So there's a wild card match, right? It's taken from your... Um, so it's eight versus nine. That's the wild card. Okay. And then and that's the winner just a one goes one. Right, that's the play-in. Yeah. Yeah, play-in. Uh, no, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hosted by the higher seed. Um, no extra time. It's just going to be what's it called? Penalties right away. Um, to go to the kind of like a US you know, US Open format. Um, for that play-in game. Then you go to the round one, which is a best of three series. For everybody? Right? For everyone. Oh, my gosh. This is so and, stupid. Yeah. This is then you so go stupid. Conference semifinal, which is higher seed. Conference final, higher seed. Um, MLS Cup, higher seed. Okay. So, so it's round, just round one. one. Round one is a wild card play-in between the yes. two lowest seeds that made it. Round mm-hmm. two, everybody except I'm assuming the top seed no, is playing. Top seed plays top seed plays eight or nine. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. So, so yeah, round so you have two the, you have of the, the playoffs, everybody's in a three game series. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is dumber than I thought it was. See, see, so that's why at this point, right, maybe I'm I'm actually maybe not mad about the strategy here because it's a best of, you know, like you, you just as long as you have the two home games for the best of three, then yeah. it, after that, that's really all your, you know, that's, that's what you're kind of playing for. And then you go into the next round and it's kind of, you know, the last year was the first year in like league history, right. That we had two number ones make it to the final. Yeah. Right. So the likelihood is that someone gets knocked out that shouldn't. Right. And mm-hmm. there you go. You know, LFC can win so on the road in Vancouver. God, I just, I don't understand why. Like money, if anything, go. I mean, yeah. Like, but if why anything, are you in the whole, the whole why are you in... is used to home and away, right? Two leg yeah. ties, home and away. You play them in CCL. You play like the whole world understands this, but MLS has to go and do this stupid thing where no, we're gonna play. We're gonna play best of three. Because we'll get an extra game. It's going to be super fun, right? Uh, and that way we guarantee that, I don't know, they go for goals in the first two games. That has to be their thinking. And the the other thing to remind everybody about is this format wasn't even decided before the season began. There were coaches complaining about the fact that they didn't even know what the playoff format was at the beginning of the season. Um, this is another one of those examples of like, when Josh and I come out against the league, like <laughs> these are the kind of things that make us never want to entertain giving the league credit for anything. Um, at least me, I shouldn't speak for Josh, but the fact that they, that Don Garber and the MLS owners think that they have to reinvent this game to make it entertaining or to make it good or whatever is it's honestly borderline offensive to me. I mean, again, 
it's it's this is what happens when your your decision making is ba- is purely based off of your streaming and TV numbers. That's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because the right. TV numbers tell you that if if the if the if a team gets waxed and round in a, you know in a in a two in a two what's the word in a two in round game, one of a two leg tie yeah in a two leg tie right if the if the first leg gets a team gets waxed the the viewership is out the door for round two right and we already know the viewership for round one is generally for for every sport in knockout competitions uh, outside of the very first game right where you have the hype yeah. Right, is always going to be poor, right? Like look I mean, at I NBA guess, playoff ratings, I, I just, look I at NFL playoff like so ratings. It's many, always the same. I think back to so many. Granted, I'm about to compare Champions League to MLS, so take it for what it's worth. But I think back to Messi's final years with Barcelona, right? And in back-to-back years, Barcelona opens up like a four-nil lead on Roma. And Liverpool in the home leg, right? And then they go back and they somehow fumble away both of them, right? Like you have that's the one where Trent Alexander Arnold like kind of comes bursting onto the scene because he reckon he like he sees the he sees the opening on the corner kick, right? It's the one where Roma just completely obliterates them uh at home. Head and Jekyll so, just going off. Yes. And again. Those are one-offs. Those are anecdotes. I I get it. I'm not like, but man, I just like, I love, I love this sport and I don't need Don Garber to repackage it for me in order for me to love it. And I think that's, I think that's the biggest problem that I have with this league is they, they feel like they have to reinvent the wheel to the point where it's like, I honestly can't tell if they're joking anymore when they say like bring back MLS style shootouts. Well, I don't know if they're like trolling anymore. Like it's it's field. so it's so prominent. It's so like like everybody just takes it for granted that it's the better way to do it or something that like I I, I, I couldn't tell you if they're trolling or not. I mean, as long if we do Maybe that just, just as long just as long as we employ XFL style coin flips where you run for the ball. <laughs> And potentially risk shoulder injury trying to dive for, dive for it, you know. Then then we're good to go. But I mean, like that that is the history of alternative alternative leagues, right? Because again, that the product is generally not good enough to, yeah. to supplant to supplant the the mainstream. Um, so, what, you know, but what you said though is interesting because you call you you're saying it's an alternative league, right? or you're referring to the XFL that way, but MLS, like if you were to tell that to Matt Doyle, he would lose his mind about it being an alternative league, right? No, but this what, is the number one watch league in the United States is league of Mickey's. I, so I, I'm agreeing. I, I agree with that assessment. And the fact that they lean into this alternative, uh, like this alternative style or whatever you want to call it is, is a shame as far as I'm considered, but they like, they would never cop to that. They would never cop to that designation, even, even though it's probably true. I mean, just as long as Mario Gonzalez comes out in the next game with a Jersey that says he hate me, I'm good to go. <laughs> I, I'm all for it. So, you know, or if they start uh, putting so like, off the rails hat, right now. Yeah. If, yeah. 
So here, there's your there's your catchy uh, title and thumbnail for the for the for the podcast for this week, Kurt. Yeah, I guess so. Is yeah. is Major League Soccer the XFL of the soccer world? <laughs> How do we even get on this one? Like, I don't know. It, Don Garber Don Garber makes you do makes us do dumb things. I, oh, it was it was the playoff schedule. It was a playoff yeah. format, right? This ridiculous. Oh, if you if anybody has like. Because uh, I would love to steal, man, this idea. And I think Josh probably did a, the best job. Like, it's really about money. It's about extra games for Apple. Um, I don't, but if you, have a, if you have a better steel man argument than that, please let us know. Uh, tweet at us. Okay. So here's the questions uh, for this show. At Yogo Tori 66, pain. This team has potential, but not good enough. Can't lose the last four games. Otherwise, it will be LAFC's biggest choke that should force the club to fire Chirundolo if they don't make the playoffs. I'm on record on this show multiple times saying if you don't make the playoffs in MLS, you should fire your coach because it's an incredibly low bar. I think, I mean, obviously they haven't clinched, so it's still a possibility. But yeah, if you fumble away, if you were to fumble away, and not make the playoffs, like you have my blessing. You can fire everybody involved for all I care. I mean, because a win and a draw and two losses still gets you in. So again, you if if that's if that's what yeah. if that's your ultimate result, man. Like I said, I we're we'll, we will join we will join the throngs asking for his exit yeah. at that point. I mean, in one of those games against somebody who should have been fired months ago, should have been fired during CCL when you lost to a Haitian side and that's Josh Wolf, right? Austin should have been like, he should have lost that job immediately uh, when they lost to, to Haiti. But it was signing to, random to people Haiti, to play in that team. game. Yes. <laughs> like they're asking oh, anyone gosh, to sign I, 10 day contracts just to play in that game. I, I am ready to go off on this league for another hour, but well, I mean <laughs> that, like honestly, like you know, it's like one of those weird situations where like I find myself rooting for the Haitian team, not because I dislike Austin in any way, but just because yeah. again, it can it would just it's it's just yet another what's called another another point to to throw at the the people who would defend the league at all costs. You're just yeah, like yeah. no, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I so I lived in the Dominican Republic, right? Uh, Haitians are great, great people. Uh, really intelligent. They speak. They all speak like four different languages: English, Spanish, Creole, and French. Um, that just, just salt of the earth. Just great, great people. So I was thrilled for what? Who was it? Violette? Or was that the name? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Anyway, Tom Camilleri, zero goals allowed, which matches the number of ideas LAFC had on offense. Is anyone a fan of the Bowanga runs into traffic play calling? (laughs) There are multiple times again where Bowanga goes straight. He, you know, we get it to Bowanga, and it's only twenty minutes or so that that he plays, and there's two guys, and it's still him running into them. So, yeah, I mean, we thought that after that Galaxy game, he had learned his. His lesson a bit, but apparently we were completely <laughs> wrong. Oh, uh, I'm I'm gonna give him a pass on this one. Um, uh, again, the weather, the the tactics for the day, the personnel that was out there. Um, so 
you know, whatever, but it's gotta, it's gotta change eventually. Lionel Hutz, even taking the weather into account, they're so uninspired offensively. I think that's, that's it. Nail on the head. So many of the players try to dribble around defenders instead of playing the simple pass and moving aimlessly heading the ball instead of trying to control it. It feels like I'm watching my kids AYSO team. Uh, Counterpress listeners are the smartest fans, Josh. Well, I have zero to argue in that on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's it it is a hundred percent uninspired. It is a hundred percent hoof it long to a handful of guys who are fast and good, and see what happens. Ugh, frustrating. Somber Amarath. This has quickly become a season of almosts for LAFC, and I fear it will end as one. In the end, we will remember how we almost had silverware but failed to capture any. I mean, they are... How many trophies have they competed for this year, Josh? So they... Uh, Open Cup, CCL, Leagues Cup, Supporter Shield, MLS Cup, and Campeones Cup 6, right? Yeah, so you're out of four. You have two left. Yeah, out of four. You can get MLS Cup, which again we all agree is the most important one, really, um, and Campeones Cup, which is the least important of the six. <laughs> uh, Tony De Toro, we are not used to seeing this type of team or result. Our style has always been an LA style: fast, flashy, lots of goals. If Dolo is happy playing this way, maybe he, ooh, maybe he should go lead the new San Diego side, <laughs> Josh. Oh man, people are not happy, Josh. Yeah, I mean, again, like I said, it's it's one thing to play uninspiring football when you are winning every game. It's a whole other thing to do it when yep. you're losing. So, you know, it's 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 tough because again, like, have we went lockdown style and in, into the playoffs, and then you you win a bunch of games one nil? You're probably not mad about it, but in this particular case, it's again, like I said, when you're when you're not winning. It's yeah. hard to get excited. Yeah. Um, how important do you think it is to have an L.A.? We, you know, you could call it the Showtime style, right? Because I think all that would date back all the way back to the to the Showtime Lakers. Yeah. How important is that? Mm, I think less important than it than than people make it out to be. Like what yeah. what makes what makes ultimately like I said people just want to win, right? Like yeah, I agree. You know, like obviously it's like you your last the Super Bowl that you win with the Rams, right? It's McVay, right? So the offense gets the plaudits, but you know it's that defense with Aaron Donald that really wins you the game, yeah. right? And it's, was Wade Phillips you know, still at still with the Rams when they won? No, it was gone. It was Brandon Staley. Okay. Okay. Who but I mean, Phillips was the but, one that like installed the initial defense with Sean McVay, though. Yeah, do correct. I have that right? I think so. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's it is one of those things where, you know, like winning ultimately cures all ills, right? But it's like one of those situations where, like I said, the way that the way that the fan view, the way that the media view, will always be in a more positive light if you put on a show. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Right. That's the, right. That's the thing. 
I, I mean, it's 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 the Deion Sanders effect, right? You can go out and get waxed forty-two to three or whatever it was against Oregon, but like, it's still a fun time, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, well, again, the I, funny crazy I, thing I is that man is making be... a. Go ahead. I'm just going to random tend here, but I I do think that Deion is making a case for one of the greatest sports stories of all time. A hundred percent. Like from from top to bottom, right? Like it's it's usually like the people talked in that same light are like Kareem, right? Who won at every level and so on and so forth. But yeah. like, man, like to to be as successful as he's been in in multiple sports, and then now yeah. as a coach and to to yeah. So that's my random tangent. As as a uh, having coached sports. Like I said, it like the things that I see him doing, it's 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 pretty admirable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, I've I've uh it's hard not to have grown up it's hard not to be a fan of Deion Sanders having grown up in the nineties, right? Mm-hmm. Uh especially if you paid any attention at all to to baseball and football on the professional levels, right? Uh just an incredible athlete, probably only surpassed by Bo, probably Bo Jackson, right? Like the only one that uh, that probably outdoes him, right? Yeah, um, but but even then, Bo and, didn't now, have the 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 track record. Like he didn't have the the laundry list of accomplishments, yeah. right? In the same manner, right? Right. Like Bo was a freak, right? right? But Dion won it all over the place. Yeah. Yep. And for him to go do it at a at Colorado of all places, right? Yeah. It's not he but, didn't go take over USC, which is mm-hmm. like you know a, a program with a ton of history or whatever. He, like it's it's Colorado, right? But yeah. then again, to come full circle on that conversation, right? If you if you are a pragmatic coach coming to USC, you're never going to win. You know, you're you're it's going to be a yeah. uphill battle in yeah. the battle of you know in the in the battle of public opinion as it pertains right. to you know, if you're if you're going to come in and win games with a pragmatic style, and you're coming into a Colorado, you can kind of do whatever the heck you want, right? But yeah, to do yeah. it to do it flashy at every you know again, it has nothing to do with ultimately what's more effective. It has all to do with how gracious people are going to be to you yeah. in the buildup. Because for every yeah. program, for every program, it does take time to build, right? Like continuity. You know, like yeah. you, you expect those building blocks to occur, um, and so again, when when there's already build, when there is already a, a good structure in place, like on the in the case of LAFC, the expectation is always going to be high, and I think that's probably where most of the the disdain comes from at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last thing I'll say about that is I, I I don't think you have to be Showtime to make it work in LA. Um, like you said, I think I think the the bigger thing is you have to be you have to win. And LFC has done a fair amount of winning this year. I'm not going to say a great job of winning. They've done a fair amount of winning this year. Uh, people will say, well, they're second place. Yeah, they're second place in the West, right? It's like a clever rhetorical trap that people use. Uh, like, oh, they're second place in the West. But like, okay, well, what are they on points in the entire league? Like, it's not that. It's not, it's not that. They're still strong, but not that. Um, but like, the I, if you look at Phil's Lakers, right, they're not the same as the Showtime Lakers, but they win. And the triangle offense is great to watch, but it's not the same as 
magic out there just creating on the fly, just complete spontaneity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so still incredibly fun to watch Kobe and Shaq work together, um, but but different. Um, anyway, okay. Gomez Jr., at least it's a point against good teams. Uh, at least it's a point against good teams in a way. Those little two points will count and have already counted to uh, and have already counted as we jump back into second in the West. Need to finish off strong at home. Oliveira continues to surprise me. Yeah, I mean, Kike's good. Like he's a he's a solid player and an instant impact on the team. So excited about what he's going to contribute. Anything on the points or anything that we yeah, I mean, want to get to? Like you're saying, right? It's like you're it's fine. It's not great. It's fine. Right. Like mm-hmm. you know, you're happy to be where you are considering how, how quote unquote negative things have been. Right. But again, yeah, it's better than nothing. I mean, I'd rather be here than be 2020 and 21. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's so much confusion and like frustration of like, man, why is this team just falling apart? What is happening? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, especially because it's like, we knew what Bob was capable of and his teams were capable of. And all of a sudden, it just wasn't there. But then again, he Raheem Edwards probably played 1,200 minutes that season. So we got what we deserved. <laughs> all right, Alan Kine has two here. Uh, I've actually grown to pretty strongly dislike watching the way we play. Predictable, boring, and ineffective. Conceding pitch by the acre. That being the case, Steve could miraculously turn into Pep, and it wouldn't matter if no one on the team can compete can complete a simple pass. <laughs> by the way, St. Louis just won. Now Wes is pretty much gone. Uh, by any metric, we've so far uh, we've so far failed at every single goal set by the team at the start of the season. And for all the analytical talk, it's simply uh, because we don't really win games anymore. One in the last six and seven of 23 since taking on Leon. Holy cow. We've only won seven of 23. If that's dang, that's pretty wild, actually, Josh. Yeah. And I mean, consider in like that context, in Leaks Cup, right? Yeah. That's Whoa. true. I mean, in that context, that's again, it, it paints a much more bleak picture of, of what I mean, the you're season like, has become. You're probably below 30% there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it twenty nine ish. It's almost like we talked about this before, right? In in context, it's par for the course. In the greater context of things, it's par for the course for a team that makes a deep run in Champions League. Right. Like, yeah. Most yeah. of the time you don't even make right. playoffs, right? So mm-hmm. that's why it's kind of a weird Yeah, I mean Seattle Seattle won Seattle won CCL and missed the playoffs the following year. So there's that big <laughs> That one big caveat, right? The CCL hangover. Again, because the league handicaps you in what you're able to accomplish because we have to protect Colorado and stand crunky, right? Okay. Um, man, I am really hung up on 7 out of 23 since Leon. Holy. Uh, Alan, thank you for sending in that stat. That blew my mind. Uh, Darmali has got the last one. Denny B got to pass the ball. One too many touches. Yeah, maybe if we continue to point it on Get Mad, he'll have another Galaxy-like game and that actually unlocks the team in the same way. So, I don't know. Like, what is it? It's, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Like, that's he is who he yeah. is, right? Like, there's a if he if he had the same attacking talent with the same distribution, 
you know, he'd probably be at Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. Well, anything else to get to tonight, Josh? No. Like I said, it's one of those ones where you just move on to the next hope for more. Yeah. Again, but sometimes it's the hope that kills you. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, you can follow the show at counterpress underscore. You can follow me at Kirk Kinsey. Josh. LAC Josh on X. Uh, we will speak to you all again after the Campeones Cup. Hopefully we have uh, better tidings to bring next time. But uh, until then, good night. <laughs>